You are the light of the world. Well, what does that mean? Salt and light and being a city on a hill. I mean, what? you know what? That's what we talk about today on today's podcast. Welcome to another podcast. It was Steve and I've got Brian across the desk actually from me today. Welcome, Brian, to my office. We're doing it live. I, I don't think I've done one in here. Maybe. I, maybe one. Yeah. Maybe one, but it, it's great to have it's you It's good to do it in person. It is very good to do it in person. I can see your nuance of your face. <laughs> you know, when you're when you're disagreeing with me, you, you you know. If you get a bad, if you can get just the awkward light on me, I'm a handsome man. That's, it's got to be just right. You know, squint helps a bit. Uh, no, it's great to have you, man. And I'm really glad that you're here today. It's, it's, um, it's good to be together and it's good to have the Lord leading us, you know, um, man, when we're, when we're about this thing that he's doing, we got to keep reminding ourselves that it's his, right? And yet he's using us and that's what we want to do. We want to be used. Well, the last couple of weeks, it feels like we've been in simpatico. I don't know if that's a real word or not, but uh, I've just enjoyed the services so much. It feels like everything's, you know, whether it's Erica's announcements or the songs that are being sung and the and the text the Lord has given me, I just feel like we're like, okay. And I feel like the you know, the crowd has been, you know, a congregation's been simpatico with that too. So it's it's getting fun, Steve. It really is. And the, the embrace, right? And it's the ownership or the embrace of of what is happening, what God's doing, right? Absolutely. And and stepping into that and saying, I want to be a part of that because I know that it's worth my while because God's in it. Well, we're preaching through the Sermon on the Mount, and you just can't hardly get any better than that. And just to go back even to, you know, Old Testament Esther, for such a time as this, I feel like it is very apropos for the time we're in that Jesus, he was a revolutionary, Steve. He, I mean, in every sense of the word that you either liked him or you didn't like him. It Man. was it was in your face to some extent. And and um, it was all about love, an ethic of love that if we're going to transform this world, We've got to find a way to be open, gracious, loving, forgiving people, and that's what changes things. A couple of weeks ago, I I know I said that, you know, no one ever has transformed with your thumb on them, trying to grind them down. And it was on our way home, my wife said, boy, you were right about that. That struck me. That uh, and I don't get that a lot from my wife, Steve. Boy, you were right about that. <laughs> I love that when that happens. I feigned ear problems and like what? I just wanted to hear it again. Um, but no, she's. I mean, it is right. It, mm. it, people transform because of of love and graciousness and forgiveness. And and I'll, I'll even mention it, it isn't that we need to be naive. I think that's where people sometimes think that like, oh, you'll just forgive anything. You're a doormat. You're that is not no, you know. And I was thinking ahead of Jesus. Definitely said, "I don't mean for you to be, you know. I mean for you to be the fox. I mean you need to be smart, All right? About uh, about this." Well, and he says that right. He, he mentions that uh, we're we're as serpents, but as a dove. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And so there is a. 
it, it is an effort. It is a it is a skill. It isn't just laying down and taking it. It is a real competence that we you know learn how. And that's what I talked about this last Sunday when uh, Jesus told us that we are the light of the world. We are the salt. And if salt loses its saltiness, what's it worth? It's it's it gets trampled underfoot. You know, it is yeah. garbage. Yeah, uh, we're the light of the world. You don't hide a light under a bushel. No, no. <laughs> you grew up in Sunday school too, obviously. Um, no, you put it on a stand so it can light up the whole room. We're a city on a hill. So I was thinking about that light, Steve, and that's uh, we can go back through a little bit of that and discuss it, but. You know, the, the light that is us is, is one thing it is, is it's our presence, our ability to be in a room and people to know we're in the room. I think right. it's one competence I have that people seem to appreciate, and it, it must be in short supply, is I listen to people. I look them in the eye, and I listen. And I don't, I try very hard not to think about what I want to say. Yeah. Yeah, that's tough. Isn't it? <laughs> it is hard. It I, is hard. I know I do that. I know yeah, I do well, that. We all do it to yeah. some extent, but it is a competence that can be practiced right. where we can learn to just simply listen to people mm. at a deep level. I think that does a couple things, Steve. I think, one, um, it makes people feel like they have more worth. Mm. I think it's just healing. I think it can literally listening... You know, we're always trying to fix people, right. but I think healing can come just from listening. Yeah, and to you know, somebody. the the spirit has such a big play in this. You know, oh, big time. Um, it, without it, then we're just learning, uh, say, a nuance uh, through a human standpoint. But the spirit is the one that that picks up the nuance, the variable of the other person, what is going on, and picks up and knows. Right, yeah. knows where it needs to go, and then supplies that through us so that we can help with healing, with direction, with uh, with their own radiance to help them be brighter uh, through the process. You yeah. remember the story of Job when you know he things just went terrible for him. The devil asked permission, and he just went after. The devil just went after Job. Took his family. Took his yeah. farm. Took everything from. Took his house. And his buddies come in, and they get it right at first. They're just present. They just sit with him. And that's pretty good. It helps him. And then, unfortunately, they start talking. <laughs> right? I, I remember when my dad died. It was, it was the most overwhelming death that I've had. Mm. He, was, he was 86. It wasn't. And he was ready, and it was quick the way he wanted it to go. But it was overwhelming to me in a way that I wasn't expecting. And my friend, Tom Toner, who came to service a couple of weeks ago, if anybody saw the tall salt and pepper hair guy that sat by me in the first service, yeah. Tom, um, Tom came to the funeral visitation and he stayed the whole, I mean, it was hours. And he sat in a place where I could see him. And just his presence and knowing what his dad had meant to him and knowing he'd already been through it, Helped me get through hours and hours of people coming through a line, you know, wow. and that overwhelming, right? That's the light of the world. I don't know what we think it is, but one thing I know it is, is just the ability to be present yeah. with people. Good. And then what else? What else is that? 
Well, the second one, and I think I'm trying too hard to make it a P, is the light. Your light is your posture. Mm-hmm. Another way I might say that, if you if you translate the word posture into English, well, wait, it's already in English. <laughs> you can't make that excuse of different ways you translate a Greek word. Somehow I thought that was funny in my head. So, <laughs> uh, But another word would be availability. Mm. And I'll tell you what, I'm not that available, Steve. Yeah. And I think it puts my light under a bushel because I'm not as available. I think another word that I like, which is more nuanced, is is orbit. Okay. And so I need to be able to come and go into some situations so people see me. You know, whether that's there's one couple that Danelle and I have had dinner with once a month for, for years now, that's an orbit. And that's an important orbit. Right. Um, Danelle's family comes over to our house once a month, the whole family. That's an orbit. But I'm not, I'm pretty stingy. I'm good at presence. And a lot of us are stingy about that, but I'm stingy about my posture. Uh. My posture is maybe like, I got to go. Mm, mm, yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. listening to you fully, uh, yeah. but I may not show up in this situation a, a lot. What about you? When you think about orbits, you know, you've got you're you're at the high school some with an orbit. Sure, I think you're better at that than I am. Well, it's it's something that I studied. I will tell you that I I made it something that was um, a high priority in my life. Um, I think that. At when I was younger, I think I could do it uh, in a place that was almost of annoyance. Okay, and, and let me just clarify that when I was younger, I, I was uh, small of stature. I was I wasn't the biggest guy. In fact, I was probably the smallest guy. And, really. And what I would do is I would orbit around somebody, but I mean I'm I'm zipping around them, you know, and they're like it's annoying, like a buzz or a yeah, fly, you know, right. like the one that's in the windowsill right now, but. Um, but what I recognized was the, a part of that I, I had been given a gift. And a part of that gift was that I was aware of the other individual. I was aware of my needs, but I was too aware of my needs. I was then became more aware of what the Spirit was saying to me. And this, this took years of, of maturity. And and understanding just what that meant. And that doesn't mean that you don't have that maturity, uh, Brian, by any means. But it, it was the sense that I just decided to study it. And through that process of studying it and allowing the Holy Spirit to work in me that way, um, I was able to, to take, be very present and hold a posture of, you are important to me, and I am going to give you that time. At times... I didn't have the right boundaries. In fact, gave much wow, more good time point. than what I needed to. But I then started to recognize, now I know what I need to do and helping with the conversation, listening well, but then directing when I needed to direct. It's not a, uh, it's not a, I don't have a schedule and it's not, I'll stay here as long as you want me to. We still need to be wise and have boundaries set up. And a lot of us aren't good at boundaries. Yeah. And so that's one reason we don't have a good orbit because we're like, I'm going to get hijacked. Right. And I don't want to get hijacked, but we don't have the ability to say, yeah. you know, uh, I, uh, this is how much time I have at the moment. And 
Mm-hmm. No, you're good at that, and that's something uh, that. that. Oh yeah, you're at the school, you're at the city well, hall, yeah, community, you're in other pastors' offices more than most pastors I know, and we need you to have an orbit, you know, both inside the church and outside the church. Recognizing, um, well, let's just bring up the pastors of the community. We know what the community. Uh, of our believers, uh, the, the the churches and the congregation has gone through during COVID and beyond, having to try to grab that traction and trying to, uh, but in that process, these leaders of what they've gone through and recognize that in the process of not only my own life, but then um, what it was doing to the brothers and sisters that are on our community. And that, and that before COVID happened, that was something that I was paying attention to prior to that. But God led me that way. I didn't just bust into their office. And a couple times I did, actually. I, uh, I'm like, hey, man, I haven't seen you forever. What are you doing? He's like, oh, hey, you know, but, but it's a, it, it was intentional. And in that intention, uh, I didn't want to come in like a blinding light. Right. But I came in and brought what I felt that the Holy Spirit was leading. And that's the, I, I don't get it right all the time. I'm not trying to say that I'm perfect at it, but I try to make sure that my intention is is with the Holy Spirit's direction. Because then if I go off on my own, I'm like, well, man, what did I get myself into? Um, I don't want to do that. But I think that that is the big thing that is of high priority in being light of the world that the Holy Spirit needs to be the one oh, for guiding sure. and directing. I don't think it's I think posture is a better word than like place. Hmm. Like you're you're making an orbit, I think. So I mean something I feel like God's been working on me and I've not been obedient to be honest is he wants me in the waiting room of Bowl and Enterprise Automotive. Hmm. And I do not like waiting on my vehicle to be repaired or the oil changed. I drop it off. Right. Uh, and it's easy to think because uh, I got more important things to do than sit. And and I know what's going to happen in there. People are going to talk to me. Mm-hmm. So I can take a book. People are going to talk to me. And I think, I don't, oh, that's not what I'm looking for. But God's been, you know, pinching me. I think that's the way the spirit works in me, Steve, is a little pinch, a little nudge, a little... It's not always, you know, the voice of God, rarely the voice of God. It's a it's a pinch. And yeah. and I'll and I'll ask God right now to those folks listening to us. Um I heard this from Reggie McNeil, he made this challenge. To go ahead and ask the Holy Spirit to give you three pinches this week. Mm-hmm. Just three. <laughs> and I'd be listening for them when the pinch comes <laughs> of I want you to take some time here. And to take some time. So that's the first two. Talking about presence and posture. And then the third one does not start with a P, Steve. Shoot. But it says right there in the scripture that your light, let others see your light, which I think is your presence and your posture. And then the other piece of it is so they can see your good works. I feel like good works has gotten a bad rap in the last 500 years. So the first 1,500 years after Jesus came and went, the church made a big deal of good works. But then it got kind of corrupt, and it had this sense of it's good works that get you into heaven or get you all the way into heaven. 
um, and it became corrupt, and we had to say, that's not it. And we had to say, and I think rightly so, that nothing you can do to earn Christ's forgiveness, uh, that's a free gift. And I absolutely get that, but we've almost like shoved good works out the door because mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you're saved by grace alone. Yeah, I'm good. Uh, and so you can't <laughs> you can't do anything good enough, Steve, to be of any help. Right, and that's right. not accurate at no, all. Not at all. Our light comes from our presence, our orbit, and our good works. And when people see those three things uh, in us, and not only individually but as a church, they begin to see. It says then they begin to glorify the Father. And that's it, right? The that goal. is it. That is what the kingdom of God. That is how we show our light in the city. Um, it is not a. It is not a spotlight that says uh, you're a sinner, and you. You know, I've got a few choice words for you. That's not light. No, I don't know what that is, but it's not. It's not light. It's, well, there's it, attractiveness. Right. That kind of light that you just mentioned is blinding and deafening. It's one that is... You should write that song, The Light That Deafened Me. Right, exactly. Here's here's something about that. Um, and I don't know if this is the way it is with you, uh, but I'm, I really recognize this when I was younger. My eyes were so sensitive when I was younger that if I had a brilliant light or my eyes got wounded, there would be such rumbling in my ears. Mm. I don't know why... I. It would deafen me, huh. and Maybe that is you've got a little synesthesia going on. That was what I, what I, I think I just mentioned. It was like in that brightness. Now that's not is yeah. not bad as bad now that I'm older, but but when I was younger, I mean, it would like I'd be just like close those eyes so yeah. tight, and it would just rumble through my ears. I believe that that is that is very much like what it is I to those too. that receive that kind of quote unquote light that in <laughs> yeah. their light. Yeah. You know, it's not radiance. It's yeah. not something that there's they, a place for that. It's I not think, <laughs> but it's not, uh, you, you want people to feel safe and comfortable in your presence in order to tell them maybe a hard truth, but it comes from, uh, coming around regularly. It comes from really being a listener to them and being generous with your, Time and your money and your competence. And that's... And you know know what? Can I just mention this? Please. It starts at home. Okay. There's a lot of things that we can do to really practice at home. And when we are, when we're working on that stuff, when we're we're able to be that kind of light at our home. Yeah. um, in, In ways, you know, our home life might be good. But we need to, if we focus in just a little bit more, yeah. if we're aware a little bit yeah. more, it helps then to take it out to the world. I need to have, I, I, and I'm not trying to confess here, but I need to have better orbits with my kids. Mm. I have some orbit. We meet with them once a week uh, to have what we call a huddle, and we you know, catch up on updates. That's a great piece um, for that. Um, we have a Snapchat group where we stay in touch that way as well. But I need I need definitely have time individually with my kids, mm-hmm. and they're all adults now, and so it makes it much harder. And yeah. I'm working harder than I've ever worked too. I think as I can, um, but yeah. that's you know you got to be careful of doing your you know doing your good works for the church. You can 
well, we, fail to do your good works for your family. Yeah, we talked about those margins, right? We talked about the lack thereof or the things that we need, but and that's that's a being aware of it too, right? We and that's not to point out on anything for you. That's a point for me, and that's right. a that's a point for all of us that hear this type of thing that really says, look. Where we have gotten uh, maybe uh, comfortable in and we've added certain things to our lives, let's assess. Let's really allow the Holy Spirit to to assess. And are, are, in a lot of ways, are our wicks trimmed? <laughs> you know, are we not burning bright enough? Are we burning too bright? Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. what is it that we can do? And... Uh, well, that's great stuff. I, I, oh, we could talk about that forever. Certainly a game changer with my wife. I I don't think I listened to her as clearly early on. And um, I take a posture of um, making sure I'm coming into her orbits on a regular basis. And then good works for me with her isn't me just doing stuff for her, but making opportunities for her, letting her grow, letting her stretch. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's a thrill. But it's also... You know, if you're self-centered, which we all are to some extent, it's like, well, I, I, I want to do me. Yeah. You know. Right. <laughs> and right. And, and all time. of us have that me. Oh, for we, sure. And you mentioned it, but but all of us have that. But we can work together. Um, communication is so important. That's what we're talking a little bit about right now. But but allowing ourselves to be one in the spirit. Yet there's that unity. There's that process that when we know. Um, and, and I know we're not just talking about believers that we're talking about being aware of and being in orbit of. We're talking about those that are not. And that's that's, that's really right. where it's coming from. You know, how are we? But in that, we can't be bruising our brothers. No, it's a it's a multi orbit. It's inside and outside. Yeah. I think I think I think it's both and for sure. Yeah. Let's switch gears and talk about uh some changes here at the church. We brought on uh Erica Marchino. Look at me. I've been practicing. You're good. I look in the mirror and I say, Marchino. I do. Yeah. I, I, it's yeah. taken hours, which is crazy. <laughs> now I think about the waste of time. Just call her Erica. But Erica, uh, she's our communications pastor now. And she is, I am so excited. We, there's so much going on at Crossroads. It's a great church. But even as senior pastor, I don't always know what's going on myself. Yeah. Um, and so she's taking care of that. She's making that clear. She's doing it in a number of ways. Uh, one way I'm really excited about is a church center. Yep. Right? Is that the right name of the That's app? Exactly it's on right. my phone. That's exactly I'm right. actually in it right now. Church church center, which you can get on your phone. And and uh, there's now one of the best things on it. It's a calendar. If you want to know what's coming up, you can just tap on your app and pull up the calendar and and more and more stuff's going to be coming through that uh, to communicate what's going on. Yep. Um, she and I, just this afternoon, we're working on um, uh, a year-long calendar of thinking, let's make a, let's, let's think about four Sundays that are going to be really crucial to us. Easter, uh, for sure is one, our, our Lake Sunday, um, probably something in September, more harvest-oriented, and then Christmas. And let's Let's try to focus on seeing if those are great invite Sundays and how can we help make those more hospitable and how can we communicate that this is a good Sunday to invite, you know, somebody mm-hmm. with along. Uh, I'm, I'm so excited about that. Um, um, and, and then another one we're going to do is, is 
we're gonna we're definitely want to use the podcast to really press forward on how we're communicating what's <laughs> going on in the church, and, uh, and and for that reason, we're gonna put it on pause for yep. uh, a couple months here, at least through Thanksgiving, get through all that busy time, maybe Christmas, and we're gonna come back up. Uh, with the podcast, kind of reconfigured yep. uh, to a point where we can we, we feel like, man, this is right on target for what we're trying to communicate, what we're trying to uh, get traction on, right. what we're trying to accomplish. So, I mean, yeah. I'm excited about that. We'll miss talking to folks for a couple months here, uh, but we'll come back bigger and better, and uh, I'm I'm looking forward to that change. Yeah, it's been it's been a great time uh in doing it but uh, folks we when this started um it was a couple years before uh covid and so there's been an every week podcast for many many weeks and one of the things that i did was like i'm there's this need yeah so let's how do we do it and then you learn and then you try to grow with it and and develop it but one of the great things about getting a little bit more traction we're going to use that word again traction uh, with someone that's intentional and and paid full time yeah. for this, we're able to grab a hold of it, do it professionally, do it right, and to set the stage for things to come. So we're excited about that and what's to come uh, here in the near future. And um, there's going to be a lot of stuff going on. Don't worry about it. We've got the chosen uh, that's coming that's up. That's right. This just Friday. Two days, you know, right? Um, November eighteenth. It's right at seven p.m. That's it, seven o'clock, right here at Crossroads. Right here at Crossroads. Uh, I've not. I've watched a few episodes of it. I like it. But I think it, I think we have to find that sign that says AMC <laughs> and put yeah. it out in front of the Crossroads. <laughs> but it's a it's a wonderful uh, telling of the story. It's it's um, they've kind of made a, a serial like a soap opera is the wrong word, right? But they show. You know, it's scriptural, but they show the backstories, which they have to fictionalize to some extent. But I love the feel of that. Yep. You know, I've always, you know, if I'm reading through the prodigal son and the son's went and sowed his wild oats and he comes back and then the older brother's mad and then there's a party, uh, I want to know what happens the next day. Yeah, right. Even if it's fictionalized to some extent. Right. I know the difference between scripture and fiction. But I want to think about what's what was it like after that. And that's know? what The Chosen does. It really is. It really does do that. It allows you to step into yeah. that time frame, grab a hold and make you think and let you. I think one of the great things that it does for me is it helps me read the Bible in the context, a little bit wanting to to, to yes. take a little bit more time yes. than just whipping through a passage or something. You it know, gives you that chapters. feel of, you know, you can picture it easier because I think it's pretty accurate. Yeah. You know, not completely, but, uh, and they, they put a lot of effort into that. And they so the, it, there is a charge for it. That's because they don't have a big, you know, production company behind them putting millions of dollars in. So they can only do it as well as the money they can raise um, to do it. And so I know that's a big part of uh, where the, the funds, I know that's where the funds are going. Yeah. So I'm all for that. I'm excited about well, that. Well, it's, it's the first two episodes, so that's that's great right there. You're getting, you're getting two things for the price of one. Oh! Right? Goodness. I know. Buy one. Well, yeah, buy one, get one free. <laughs> you know, we're just going to call it. Bogo. Yeah, Bogo. <laughs> Bogo. Get one free. Yeah. I don't know what my accent did there. Bogo. Buy one, get one. Buy but one, get one. But then if we put one on the free, so that's Bogoff. Oh. 
Be careful. Boogum. <laughs> we, we want to be careful. We'll be saying things we don't want to be saying. Exactly. Well, we're Pretty just going to leave that right there. You know, it's been a great podcast, uh, and I really Fun. appreciate you being here with me today. Appreciate you speaking a little bit more about the the Sermon on the Mount and, and what Jesus' words were intentional for us, that relevancy. That's what we really wanted to, to bring out today. It's good stuff. I loved it, Steve. Well, thanks, Brian. Thank you. Well, and uh, you know what? I want to wrap up with a time of prayer. I, I'd like to go ahead and do that right now yeah. and, and um, uh, let's pray it out. Heavenly Father, I just want to say thanks. Thank you for our time together today. The words that we speak, we want them to be spoken to glorify you. We talked about that today in today's podcast. And I pray, Father, that we'll let uh, the Holy Spirit just work in us and and the way that we think, the way that we talk, and the way that we can pause, just in the sense of, of not speaking too quickly. I know I have a problem with that at times, for sure. Lord, may you just work in me so that I can be that fruit, uh, that, that light for you. And I pray that for others as well. Lord, may we glorify you. Lord, we thank you for this podcast. We thank you for what you're doing in it. And I pray for, for what it's going to be in, in the future. Lord, I pray that as we develop this, it will be for your glory. It'll be for you and uh, get a chance to connect with people in some special way. Thank you, Lord, for our time today, and uh, may you bless Brian as he goes on his way now. Uh, Bless the church, I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Brian, thanks for joining with with me today, and uh, blessings on you. I I think that we'll probably get to say Happy Thanksgiving now and uh, and not have to worry about that on another podcast because we'll push pause button and catch you some other time but merry christmas happy birthday yeah one of those okay (laughs) well until later we'll say goodbye bye-bye